Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, Mrs. Azito. Hello, Mr. DeWalt. (laughs) (laughs) We're a couple of tools today. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly am a tool. I think we're tools every day on this podcast, Coxie. Most definitely. I still don't understand why people listen to us, but I am very grateful that they do. (laughs) How are you doing, listeners? What's happening in your world? Are you in Queensland where it's already summer in Mm. October? Mm-hmm. Are you uh, in Victoria where you're not sure if you live in communist Russia or democratic Australia? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or um, are you currently tripping around Central Australia like a couple of, um, couple of our past and present clients are, mm. are doing? Uh, there's a lot of people actually poking around uh, regional and Central Australia given that there's no international travel at the moment on planet COVID. So it's great to see some people realizing and discovering what's actually west of the Bruce highway. (laughs) It's a great side effect though, isn't it? For um, those particularly rural areas that probably don't ordinarily see a bunch of visitors. Maybe the grey nomads would be the most common visitors out that way as they trek on up to the warmer climates. But Mm. I think it's a great side effect. I had a great trip out oh my goodness how long ago was that now maybe almost six months ago Mm. out uh, my most west so far excluding one trip from darwin to cairns that was done consistently driving so i don't even remember it um and it was amazing to see what's going on out there and to think that had it not have been this time maybe i wouldn't have even gotten out there in the first place yeah it's a bit sad on my behalf but i'm going to rectify that yeah it's it's the old uh, what's in the your own backyard scenario. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of that happening here in Tassie because we're um, we're on our own planet down here as well, being shut off from the rest of the world. So there's lots of people who've lived here for 20 years that are realizing how much awesome stuff there is in Tasmania. Incredible, isn't it? Whereas I would think, from your perspective, having moved there as a destination you'd be seeing it totally differently and they're just starting to wake up and see it the way you now see it. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, wifey and I have seen more of Tasmania than a lot of Tasmanians. Incredible, isn't it? Which is pretty standard. I think we get, we get stuck in our own worlds. Uh, you know, I've spent 20 years on the Sunshine Coast and Mm. experienced a lot of it over that time, but also didn't bother with much of it because it's just where you live and you go to work and you get in your routines and your ruts and as business owners, I think we get very, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? I think we get very distracted by our own life, our own business, and we forget to look up from the, the laptop or the, the steering wheel or the building site often enough to take a look at what's around us. Uh, and I think there's a lot of power in that, Coxie, and particularly as business owners, obviously, on the podcast we talk a lot about business and we're talking about business today um, from the point of view of perhaps how we can make more of a difference in our, in our businesses and our lives. And I think a lot of listeners 
are searching for that thing. They're searching for the thing that's going to make the big difference. That's going to have the big impact. You know, what's the strategy or the, the marketing tool or the system they need to put in place. And we, we sort of tongue in cheek reference this at the top of the episode. Uh, I think there's a big, there's a, there's a massive tool that a lot of business owners don't realize they have at their disposal. And it's themselves, Coxie. <laughs> nice strategic pause. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a very considered and um, intellectual episode today, Coxie. Well, for Very me. measured approach. <laughs> for now. <laughs> but there's a huge tool that we all have at our disposal. And most of us really, to be honest, I, I don't see many people that are very good at using their enormous tool. I think I'm trying not to get sucked into your childish innuendo, <laughs> but I think that we just become used to making excuses. Would that be, I'm going to probably play it a little bit hard. I'm looking to the gods for inspiration here about nice ways to say this and he's not going to give it to me. So um, I think we make a lot of excuses. We're too busy. This came up. This is more important. I'm going to focus here then actually stopping and, and doing exactly what you've done so far in the episode today, and that is be measured and mindful and considerate about our tool and how we use it. Mm. It gets lost. It does. And it's easy to do. I've done the same over the years and I'll do it more. Uh, Coxie and I are not immune to any of this. No. And we always try and come from a place of, well, we are just like you in our business. You know, we get distracted. I'm in the middle of typing an email this morning to one of our, our service providers with some critical feedback because we're not getting what we need from them. Um, perhaps we misunderstood what they were going to provide us in the first place. Maybe we didn't give them what they needed so they could actually service us properly. Maybe they're just doing a shit job of giving us what they promised. <laughs> um, so we're not immune to pretty much all of the things that you experience as business owners. And I feel through the podcast and certainly through Tradies and Business Community and our products and services, we like to try and sit on your side of the, of the lunchroom table and look at these problems from a place of, well, we have these same problems too and here's what's worked for us. And here's what's worked for the hundreds of other trade business owners that Coxie and I coach on a daily basis um, as, as Tradies and Business coaches and mentors. So as far as this whole, um, you know, overlooking the power of the greatest tool in our businesses, which is ourselves, uh, I want to share a story um, from the great grey shark <laughs> of, uh, of, a, of a client, a member who is representative of, of a lot of clients and members that we have. I mean, um, you just got to look at what's going on in Victoria. It would be so hard to stay focused on positive opportunity to uh, feel productive and effective when the government literally says you're not allowed to do most of what you used to do. Mm. I mean, you sit there and you think, well, what can I do? And it's very difficult not to spiral off into, well, there's no point doing anything. So I'll just do exactly that. I'll do nothing or I'll just fluff around and be busy. But there's, there's people outside Victoria that do the same thing. 
and I think it's easier for them to hide um, because, you know, life looks pretty normal. They're busy. There's kids stuff. There's business stuff. There's household stuff. And I think, uh, you know, there's not the, the big demon that we can point the finger at like, like uh, our colleagues in Victoria can do um, where it just becomes a collection of stuff that we allow to distract us and keep us from being effective. And so uh, we, we didn't have a super clear plan on where we were going to take this episode, Coxie, but for me, what's emerging out of my ramblings here is asking our listeners, what are you doing to actually sharpen your saw as I think Stephen Covey talks about in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, written many years ago, now decades ago. Um, and sharpening the saw, we all know as whether you're a tradie or a, or a tradie wife or whatever, we have things that we use all the time that need to be maintained, that need to be kept in good working order, whether it's your kitchen knife or your circular saw or your work vehicle or, um, you know, your iron. <laughs> Now I iron my own shirts, lady. So um, you can you can get your hackles back down again. But uh, but you know we we've got to keep the things that we use in good working order. They need to be serviced and maintained and replaced over time. Um, you need to check them and make sure that they're going to function next time you pick them up to use them. Otherwise, life gets really shit. Mm. And I wonder how many of you are actually doing that for yourself because you're the most important tool in your business. We talked about this earlier today in terms of looking at a couple of our clients that are currently not servicing themselves as well as we would like to see them service themselves. And we were talking about why they don't. And overwhelmingly, it's because they're too busy or something else requires focus or I don't know, there's a thousand other excuses and every reason you can think of is actually an excuse. Let's just call them for what they are. And therefore it's, you know, we're working hard to ensure that we put the mirror up at just the right angle so they can see their own uh, excuses before they make them and actually take time to do what is necessary. Now, I, I'm, I think I do an okay job of this in our, in our business work, but in my personal life, I am really shit at delegation. I'm really poor at delegating around the house. I feel like I have to take on every task myself because... I don't know, it's quicker and easier in my head and I'm not adding stress to everybody else's very busy lives. And so I just do all the thing. And you know what? I burn myself into the ground week after week after week until someone in my family holds the mirror up at me and says, yeah, okay, well, I could have done that for you. You didn't have to do that. Or you know what? You could have delegated that out. We could get a cleaner. We could get someone to do the ironing. We could get somebody to do all those other things I don't need to do because I'm actually running two businesses as it happens. And I don't have all the hours in the day and I make ex bullshit excuses. I'll call it for what they are in my personal life consistently rather than actually just taking ownership and saying, you know what? I need some time out today. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go and have a massage, whatever it might be to give back to myself so that I'm able to be more effective. And overwhelmingly for me, it's about the delegation. If I could just delegate some of that other stuff away, I could be more, precise and sure and measured about the things that I do need to do uh, rather than getting bogged down in busyness. Mm -hmm. Why do you, why do you think, cause that's such a great example, Coxie. Why do you think you do that in your 
personal life, you know, that whole excuse making and taking everything on and not actually stepping back and allowing others to contribute, I guess. Yeah, it's a bloody good question. I think I'm being a martyr to start with if I take complete ownership. And I think that uh, I just place myself on a lower level of importance to everybody else in my life. I I don't feature on that list of people uh, to be taken care of. There you are. I'm too busy putting myself at the bottom of the list and putting everyone higher on the list than myself that I just don't feature. And I think that's very true for most business owners. We tend to be the last tool we think of that needs sharpening or oiling or whatever it might be that we need to do to care for ourselves. We are often the last people on the list. Mm. I, because I've been taught management many, many years ago, I think in business, I find it easier to delegate there. I find it easier to, I don't know, come to you with some possible solutions and then we find the right one that fits or I guess not get quite so bogged down in doing all the things. Whereas my personal life, no, it's totally different. Um, the kids are more important. My husband's more important. My dad's more important. You're more important. The animals are more important. Everyone's more important than me. Put myself at the bottom of the list until people like yourself or my husband or my children turn around and say, well, hang on a minute. You're important too. What are we going to do for you? And I guess that's what we do for our members. We remind them of their importance. We remind them how important it is to delegate, communicate effectively, focus in on the things that actually need to be done and stop making excuses. Mm, it's, I think it's a pretty common thing, Coxie. Uh, and I certainly do the same systematically put everybody ahead of myself. And speaking for me, I've probably done it largely because I feel like that's a good way to maybe keep everybody happy. Yeah. Um, make sure everybody gets what they want and then I'll be okay. Yes. But it's, I've found it to be quite misguided and I've learned the lesson the hard way in the last, well, six months, five years, 10 years, you know, pick a time frame. Sure. Uh, and I've seen a lot of other people learn that lesson the hard way. And it's easy for me to give feedback to someone like you or to our clients and point that out to them. Uh, I'm fortunate that my wife and, you know, people like you as my business partner and um, some close friends, not that I have many, have been able to point that out to me over different periods of time that the most important person is myself Mm. and not from a selfish point of view. I think it's, I think it's because a lot of us find it difficult to make the distinction or strike the balance between being selfish and self-centered, which most of us, you know, most of you listening to this don't want to be seen that way. I think we just swing the pendulum a little too far in the other direction in a, in an honorable attempt to not be selfish or Mm. self-centered because there are a lot of selfish people in the world. Um, But it, becomes equally as destructive when we actually sacrifice ourselves for the good of everybody else because you end up draining the well dry and Mm. then there's nothing for anybody it's not sustainable Mm. Uh, so it's it's important to actually take stock of that balance and um just be okay with and and i'm not just talking a bit of fluffy take time for self i mean actually sit and read a book that's going to 
contribute something to mm. your personal development. You know, this whole idea of I don't have time for 10 minutes of meditation. I don't have time for exercise. I don't have time to cook good meals. I don't have time to read 30 minutes a day to learn more about leadership or communication. I don't have time. Well, that's because you're using that as, as you've said, Coxie as a bit of martyrdom to say, mm. Oh, I have such a tough life. I'm so busy with all of these things for all these other people. I don't have time for myself. And the unspoken word often I think is, and how good am I that I'm doing that? You know, how noble am I that I'm putting everybody else first and sacrificing myself? That's a fool's game in my, in my mind, Coxie. And I've played it. I've played that game for years and that that's a mugs game. I think we all do. And I think that um, you referenced something a little earlier in that uh, we're taking away opportunity for others to learn and grow. And they weren't your exact words, but you referenced it just the same by um, being that person who won't delegate or share the tasks. And I know my kids have said to me at times, probably my husband's the loudest one, but the kids as well, have said at times, well, you don't give me the opportunity to learn. I can't help you moving forward because you've not provided me that chance to learn how to do the task. And they're absolutely right. And rather than just take the extra five or 10 minutes to explain how to do the task or walk them through the task the first time, in my head, it's easier to do it myself. But then what do I create? Nothing but this avalanche of shit that needs to be done on a day-to-day basis that could quite easily be done by somebody else. And it becomes a, well, it's, it's the old self-fulfilling prophecy or really it's a self-generating cycle where if we don't actually stop, teach someone or delegate or stop and actually reevaluate, is this really important? Mm. And we talked about it in our toolbox meeting on Monday morning uh, about focus. Is this the most important thing I could be doing right now? Mm. Picking, is picking up my kids' clothes off the floor of their rooms the most important thing you know is that going to make the biggest difference to my life and i often say to people coxie and i try and do this myself as well fast forward 10 years look back am i going to regret not picking up their socks is that going to turn them into you know hardcore criminals and drug dealers because they left their laundry on the floor i'm not saying (laughs) it could in my mind <laughs> i mean I, i'm i'm all for standards and i have very high standards yeah. as you know uh and you know that's that's probably another topic for for conversation is those small things that do make a difference but mm. doing it for other people and you know constantly picking up after your employees or your children or your partner or your neighbors or whatever it is to enforce a standard that you've made important that's actually just in a lot of cases a really good avoidance strategy so that you don't go and tackle the things that scare the shit out of you, like picking up the phone and chasing up your debtors. Yeah. Or putting time into doing those quotes that you're meant to be doing this week or issuing the $40,000 worth of invoices that you were supposed to do three months ago in your business so you can actually get paid. You'd mm-hmm. rather complain about cash flow being tight. But when we dig into it as coaches, Coxie and I often find that there's something else that hasn't been done that's led to that scenario. And so often it's, it's an avoidance thing. Uh, I avoid lots of things. I avoid 
I can't think of anything now. Giving up coffee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I avoid reducing my coffee intake. <laughs> I'm a big one for avoiding conflict. I, I can't stand conflict and confrontation. And I have it probably weekly with my ex-wife at, mm. at, a, at a level, different levels. But it's this chronic conflict, mm. uh, which is just part of being, you know, divorced and shared parenting and all that sort of stuff and blended families. And it's like, I have to deal with this stuff every week and I absolutely hate it and I'll avoid it and put it off. Uh, and then it just gets worse. So it's better if I just deal with it uh, and get it done. So looping back around, circling around, uh, WW doubling uh, on this one. I think uh, Coxie, that whole, yeah, self-sacrifice and not taking care of yourself as the number one tool, I think is, is I reckon it's, it's my top three reasons why trade business owners mm. don't get better results. Mm, I totally agree. It, and it's, it, it's always easy to make an excuse. It's always easy to blame others. It's always easy to just do the thing yourself rather than take the time to teach somebody else or delegate or reflect on what it is that you need to focus on. All those other things, the bad things, they're really easy to do. The stuff, the hard work happens when we take responsibility. We don't make excuses. We don't allow those same patterns to keep creeping back, uh, that we actually stand up and do what is necessary. And sometimes that that's taking it on the chin. Sometimes it's actually being able to have a conversation like we have this morning where we call ourselves out and understand how to fix it. And then from there, it's a choice. Okay. I'm, I'm making a choice every day now. Do I teach the kids how to, um, I don't know, vacuum the floor while I'm on a call or do I do it myself in between two calls with the five minutes that I have that I probably should have used to refill my water and go to the bathroom? Mm. they're simple things for me in my case. Um, and I just like every business owner need to take responsibility for them and, and make the change. Mm. So here's the thing, listeners, if you, uh, if you're willing, stop and take stock of how you abuse your tool. Are you, uh, using the, the really nice chisel to, you know, work a piece of steel that's going to bugger the blade. Now I got yelled at by dad uh, back <laughs> in the day for doing that. <laughs> Knocking the head off uh, pop rivets with his good chisel. I bet um, you did. You know, are you, are you leaving the saw out in the grass and letting it go rusty? So next time you pick it up to cut a piece of timber, it's, you need to be, you know, Thor to be able to use the damn thing. Um, and I'm using some ridiculous analogies here, but, but, are you racing around uh, picking up things from Bunnings because the fellas didn't get everything on the order or didn't stop and use the check sheet that you've created? Or maybe you actually didn't create the check sheet because you're too busy taking stuff, rubbish to the dump at 6 p.m. on a Friday because you didn't get your guys to put it all in the bloody site bin during the week mm. and enforce that standard. Quite often there's seemingly small things that we let go that mean we sacrifice ourselves to keep it all together. Um, mm. And then you just end up miserable, um, literally depressed, overworked, burned out, and it just gets harder and harder and harder. And it does become a self, a self uh, 
generating downward spiral when we start sacrificing ourselves for others, whether that's our staff or our family or customers, even worse, perhaps. So stop, take stock. How are you abusing yourself? Um, and I, I think uh, I'll change the title of this episode, Coxie, to uh, are you a self-abuser? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but abusing ourselves for the benefit of others, it's not, it's not a long game. That's, that's a mug's game, as I said earlier. If you need some help with figuring out what it is exactly that you're avoiding, let us know. We love finding those points in your business. We love helping you make change and holding the mirror up. It's not always comfortable, I won't lie. Sometimes these conversations are hard to hear. Hey, I, I have to have those tough conversations, so does Warwick. It's part of being in business. And if you're ready and willing to step it up and have some of those harder conversations, reach out. You can find us on Facebook, Tradies and Business. You can go to the website, tradiesandbusiness.com.au or you can send us an email, hello at tradiesandbusiness.com.au. We're happy to have a chat. We have some time available in the next week or two if you want to book an appointment, see how we can help you impact some change in your business to make you first in line in your business instead of last. We would love to have a chat with you. Do what Coxie said, uh, do things differently and you'll get different outcomes. Stop abusing yourself. No one needs to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.